0: It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me fine. All I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. I'll Hey, folks, Steve Siddall here, and this is Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And if you'd like to reach into to the advisors featured here, give them a call, 800-662-6808, or just text pizza to 600-700. Well, the advisors had plenty to say. Well, when don't they? Coach Pete Deruda warns of a tax train coming. Eric Carney digs into a bit of behavioral finance, a topic I find fascinating. Saba Khan talks about longevity and how we have to really get ready for it. Mark Gills compares retirement to moving to a foreign country. And Gary Nolan takes us back to 1977. Another week where the roller coaster ride continues.
1: The week that was it started way So
0: well, let's start with the market. One word: volatile. So what else is new, really? However, some investors are rethinking strategies amid growing calls from prominent voices for higher interest rates to help fight inflation. Speaking of inflation, U.S. retail sales slumped in December by the most in 10 months. That suggests the fastest inflation in decades is taking a greater toll on us as consumers as we confront more coronavirus infections. Commerce Department figures showed on Friday the value of overall purchases decreased 1.9 percent, that after a revised 0.2 percent gain a month earlier. Now, the figures are not adjusted for inflation. That suggests that price adjusted receipts were even weaker than the headline number. Speaking of numbers, U.S. jobless claims climbed by 23,000 last week to 230,000. The U.S. Department of Labor said the four-week moving average, uh, which smooths out the week-to-week blips, rose nearly 6,300 to almost 211,000. Altogether, 1.6 million people were collecting jobless aid in the week that ended, January 1st. Mortgage rates have been on a steady upward march since the end of last year, but this week they shot up to their highest levels in nearly two years. Now, according to data released Thursday by Freddie Mac, the 30-year fixed rate average rose for uh, the third week in a row, hitting 3.45%. 30-year fixed average is at its highest level since March of 2020 when it was 3.5%. You know, in the scheme of things, that's still not bad. I think... I paid 12.5% when I bought my first house back in 1983, and I thought that was a good deal. On a lighter note, the second season of Righteous Gemstones is out and on HBO and HBO Max. Currently, two new episodes that are out there. Quite good. I like this show. The Danny McBride-created comedy walks a fine line, and it is really refreshing. McBride, he's the guy behind Vice Principles and Eastbound and Down*. Uh, The HBO site describes the show this way. The Righteous Gemstones tells the story of a world-famous televangelist family with a long tradition of deviance, greed, and charitable work. Season 2 finds our blessed gemstone family threatened by outsiders from both the past and the present who wish to destroy their empire. So if you're looking for a great laugh and who isn't at this point, binge Season 1, then dig into Season 2. New episodes drop on Sundays. Praise be. Time to cook the pizza. We start with America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta, on America's 401k show. In this clip, Coach, along with producer Morgan Patrick and myself, are talking about what we need and
2: what we should avoid in our retirement portfolio because taxes are not going away. And matter of fact, we have a tax train coming down the, the, the tracks. It feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> you can feel the rumble. You can't see the train yet, but you feel the rumble a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, boy? yeah. When uh, Dad was getting his Ph.D., we were in Delaware, Newark, Delaware, and we lived right next to the train tracks because Mom and Dad didn't have much money back then. And the entire the, state is next yes, to the yeah, train tracks. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. But because of that, I mean, I would wake up right before the trains would come, like 3 in the morning, 4.50 yeah. or whatever. I, I was up and because I love the trains. i bounce up and down the crib. I love trains. I wouldn't want to go there now, though. Right. No. <laughs> but because of that, I really do love trains. I don't love this train that we're talking about now, the tax train coming down the tracks. Folks, we think about all the money that we've given away as a government, not only to citizens here, but other countries. Sure. It doesn't make any sense sometimes when you look at where we give money. But the money doesn't come from a magic tree. It comes from you and me. Ooh, that's a rhyme. It's not a good rhyme, though, is it? We don't want that. So we have to do tax planning. We have to have our money structured in a way where we know that taxes are going to be higher in the future. I I really think they are. Capital gains tax is one that we really should be taking advantage of now. We're in a very, very low capital gains tax environment right now. And I've talked to people. They say, well, gosh – We've got a 300% gain over here in the stock, but I don't want to liquidate some of it because I have it in a taxable type account. So, when I when I liquidate the stock, I'm going to have to pay capital gains. I said, yeah, but you've had it for over a year. Therefore, you're going to pay long-term capital gains. Sure. Only 15 to 20% of your money only <laughs> is going away. <laughs> it seems like a big chunk. Well, sunk. it's better than 35 or 40%. Right. There have been rumors there's going to be a big increase in capital gains tax. If that happens, think about this. You're taking 100% of the risk. To maybe only, well, now you get, you get 80% of the gain if, you have, if you're in a 20% capital gains category. Let's say you're taking 100% of the risk and you only get 60% of the gain Whoa. or 50%. Why would you want to do it? On a risk cost based analysis, it doesn't make sense after a while. So, government better be very careful with, with how much they decide to raise capital gains tax if they do it all. Sure. And it's not just stocks, it's real estate, it's anything that you have a capital gain in. So, we have to know that. Long-term capital gains taxes over a year, you pay fifteen or twenty percent. If you hold it less than a year and sell the stock, it's whatever income tax bracket you're in now, and that could be higher, right? A lot higher for some people. So again, taxes are going to be here. We need to admit that. There's a couple ways around taxes. Number, number one is a Roth IRA. My daughter, she's fifteen now. She doesn't. I really haven't talked too much about it because I don't want her to really know. But I but I have started a Roth IRA for her about ten years ago, and not every year, but most years I put in like five thousand dollars for her and then i invested in stocks. well, apple be one of them. and i only got like 39 shares a few years ago. now she has 160 shares cuz it went it split 4 to 1. and think about this, if she leaves this money alone from age 15 to age 65, you're talking about 40, 50 years, 50 years. yeah. that money's going to grow. hopefully apple will continue to grow. i have an iphone, a lot of people have iphones. think about what that value, well, maybe it'll split up like 5 or 6 or 10 times between now and then. all that money's going to be tax free for her. Nobody ever did anything like this for me. So the secret for your children or grandchildren is to open up a Roth IRA for them and put just some money somewhere in there because they have 40, 50, 60 years of growth now ahead of them that could be Mm tax-free. And let's say she gets there and she marries a rich guy, which daddy wants her to do. (laughs) And then she never has to touch her Roth IRA. Well, they have kids. She can pass this money on to her next of kin, her kids, her grandkids, tax-free. So you don't have to take the money out. So that's the Roth IRA has a lot of advantages. And right, you don't you're have creating to a legacy, it's yeah, a legacy. and a legacy. And so maybe they'll think nice of you when you're not here anymore.
0: A no-brainer indeed. The conversation continued where Coach describes what he calls the dime
2: worksheet. Well, let's just pay attention to what's going on. Let's let's uh, roll our sleeves up. There's two things that we don't need in our portfolio, and a lot of folks do when we meet with them. Number one is UFOs, unidentified financial objects. You have no idea what they're doing. Whoever sold it to you made it sound real good, maybe had a nice-looking brochure, then you get your statement, and it doesn't make any sense. Sure. <laughs> so how, how do we go about identifying these and getting rid of and eliminating them? Well, first thing is to review it and see what the purpose of that financial product was to begin with. And a lot of times it was no purpose. It was sold to you. And, Steve, we have to be careful because that's what you feel like sometimes when you go buy a car is you end up with a bunch of stuff you didn't need on the car. Mm-hmm. And then the, another thing we don't need in our portfolios are financial termites. Those are risk fees, expenses, and unnecessary commissions coming out of your money. And a lot of times they're hidden. That's why we call them termites, because the termites in the house, you don't see them until it's too late. Well, it's never too late to identify those financial termites. Well, Coach, and the other thing,
0: too, is a lot of people feel like once they've signed on with somebody, they're locked in. That's not true. Second
2: opinions are huge, and these second opinions, you can identify these things. Yeah, and you need flexibility in your plan, and your planner needs to have flexibility, too. But the three main ingredients of a real good plan, Steve, you need upside potential. Your money needs to grow. Of course. And it needs to have growth even further than you thought it would. And it, it needs also, when you have that growth, you need to protect the growth, though. It needs to it protect the downside. So once you get your growth, you don't want to give it back the next year or the next day, whatever. Right. And then we need income flexibility. At any time in the future, we need to know we can get income for the rest of our lives out of certain places where our money is. And then we need guaranteed income for life. Think about that. That, that phrase right there is something when people hear it, Morgan, maybe they're not paying attention or maybe the, the, it doesn't resonate guaranteed income for life. What does that mean to you for retirement? That's peace of
0: mind. That's exactly what that is. That's what
2: it is. Steve, what about you? Guaranteed income for life. And so- All right, what's the gimmick, Coach? Well, there's no gimmick. We don't need all our money in places like this, but we need to have enough money in what we call the core accounts. Your core accounts, again, will grow when you don't need the money. They'll protect that growth. They'll lock that growth in. And then when you decide to activate, they'll give you lifetime income you can never outlive. We like to have three, four, even five streams of income coming in retirement. You don't have to activate them all at the same time, but they will activate later at at your choice and choosing to help you combat further cost increases that, that, are, that happen because of inflation or taxation or whatever. We need to have the flexibility to have more income in the future. It's a no-brainer when we talk about it.
0: A no-brainer indeed. The conversation continued
2: where Coach describes what he calls the dime worksheet. One simple thing we do when we sit down when people come in, we go through what I call a dime worksheet. A dime. A dime. <laughs> debts. We need to figure out what your debts. How much debt do you wish to pay off? Morgan, how much debt do you want to pay off? Everything, right? Yeah, I'd <laughs> I'd like all to get of, rid of it. it. <laughs> Let's get rid of it right well, now. Highest interest rates first, folks. Highest interest rates first. If you have a twenty or thirty percent interest rate credit card, and you have one that's ten percent, which one should you pay off more? Hmm. The twenty percent. Twenty percent or thirty percent? Because every day, every day, you let that continue. That's more interest you're paying that you don't need to. Right. All right. Then income. See what kind of income we can have to replace our income when we stop working. In other words, our income right now is our salary if we're working. When we stop working, what stops up with that? <laughs> the salary. <laughs> a salary. So we need to have our money pay us a salary when we retire. And it should be more than you were making or exactly the same, not less. I see a lot of planners say, hey, as long as you have 60% of what you're making when you're working in retirement, you'll be fine. Why, we, why not? Every day is a weekend in retirement. Why would you want to have less money? We want more money. More money. Well, Coach, I don't have to pay more taxes. Well, I'd rather pay more taxes on more money than pay less taxes on less money. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sign me up every day. <laughs> and then we look at your mortgage, the mortgage balance you want to pay off. Or maybe you don't want to pay off. Maybe you can refinance at a very low rate. See, these all go together in the dime worksheet. And then the final one, of uh, the E on dime, is education and everything else. Do you have an education fund for your children or grandchildren? Do you have final expense plans? Do you have an emergency fund? All these work together to give you that confidence to approach retirement on your terms. And if you can master this, you can be very close to mastering retirement.
0: Creating income for life is what Coach Pete and the good folks at Capital Financial can help you achieve. America's 401k show airs on several stations in the Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina market. It's also available on Apple Podcasts as well as on americas401kshow.com. Reach the team at Capital Financial, CapitalFinancialUSA.com. For more on Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com. You can call him 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 600 Pizza! Now let's check in with Eric Carney in Southwest Florida. In this clip, he and I are talking about how emotion can really impact your retirement plan and not always in a good
3: way. So this is where an investment behavioral Uh, specialist will stop in or step in and you really see the emotions getting in people's ways of making good solid decisions because when people get emotional they just they kind of just shut down and they don't want to do anything people will want to move their money into cash which is kind of dangerous because all of a sudden you have the market that will whipsaw back up and it's like falling out of a boat that's going 10 miles an hour At first, you take a look at that boat and you think, well, I can swim up to that boat and I can make up that time. Well, the harder and harder that you swim, you realize that that boat is getting farther and farther away. The other issue is is that now you're getting extremely tired and you're running out of steam. And so you start to try to swim harder, thinking that you're going to catch up to it. And that boat and you all of a sudden get further and further apart. That's what happens when you go into cash and the market whipsaws back. That market moves further and further and further away from you. So now you think, I have to wait for the market to significantly pull back, and then I'll get in. Well, all of a sudden, three months, four months, five months, six months goes by, you're sitting in that cash, and you have you have all this lost opportunity. So the interesting thing is, is that, uh, again, people get emotional, and what they're doing is, is that they're letting politics drive their decisions that's the worst decision ever and there's going to be a lot of people out there that are not going to like that I'm saying this but I'm an investment advisor and this is what we do and the, the whole reason that we got through last year was I didn't care what the international economy did I didn't care what the U.S. economy did it's important who's in the White House, but it's going to change over time. So the bottom line is is that we have to manage money based on who, what the administration does, not who it is. And so emotional decisions when it comes to your money is not a good idea. And that's what we had to do last year was keep people's emotions in check. It makes sense what he's saying. Managing money shouldn't be based on politics, but rather what the
0: administration does rather than which party is in office. And if you'd like to learn more, call Eric at 800-662-6808. Text him 600-700 to pizza. Eric and his team at Retirement Wealth call Cape Coral home his show, Wealthworks Radio, can be heard on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeart Radio app anywhere. Find him on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or wherever you download your podcasts. I would recommend subscribing to it so you don't miss an episode. Visit his website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E R I C K E A R M E Y Advisor.com. And you can also find him on TV in the area, Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for time and channels and Hit that DVR button.
4: At Pizza.
0: Time now for a trip back to 1977. Here's Gary Nolan.
1: Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. 1977, the year the lights went out in New York. The blackout left New Yorkers in the dark for more than 25 hours. Over 3,000 people had been arrested for looting and disorderly conduct. On August 10th, David Berkowitz was arrested. You might remember him as Son of Sam and initially claimed he'd been obeying orders from a demon manifested in the form of a dog belonging to his neighbor, Sam. The most intensive manhunt in New York City's history is over. The police have arrested a man they say is son of Sam. He subsequently admitted that the dog and evil story was a hoax. Also in August of that year, Elvis dies unexpectedly. Elvis Presley died today. He was 42. Apparently it was a heart attack. He was found at his home in Memphis, not breathing. And fans around the world mourned his loss.
4: We loved him very
0: much. I just can't believe he's dead. It's terrible.
1: Jimmy Carter was inaugurated as the 39th president of the United States. Also that summer, we were introduced to some incredible characters we'll never forget, such as Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader, as Star Wars 4 opened. Help
5: me, Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: At the end of the year, in December, we flocked to see a rising star in a white suit, John Travolta, starring in Saturday Night Fever.
0: Wash the hair. You know, I work on
1: my hair a long time, and you you hit it. He hits my hair. So put away your white suit, and let's get back to the present.
0: We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Pizza! It's the old good news, bad news trope. The good news is we're living longer, and the bad news is we're living longer. So how do we make sure our money is going to last longer than we will? For some insight, we joined Saba Khan from her show Financially Fearless. Now, in this clip, Saba talks about life expectancy and how making sure you have enough money in retirement is key.
4: It definitely could. I think that you know, life expectancy has changed dramatically. Um, The average American will retire at age 66 and live, until nearly 79 now yeah. and we had somebody in our office recently who uh we had such a wonderful time with him he's 75 years old and he said when he was born his life expectancy was 66 years old oh my gosh and he's 75 and super healthy right now yeah and so you know that's one of the things when when establishments like the social security administration were created they thought oh No one's going to live that long. We're not going to have to pay it out. But today, everyone's living a lot longer. So for a lot of us, retirement will last a lot longer than 13 years. Um, Because if you're retiring at 66 and you live until 79, that's, yeah, it's there. But a lot of us are going a lot longer than that. And that's because the number of individuals who die relatively young skew the numbers. So... Consider this. A 65-year-old woman has a 50% chance of making it to age 85, and a 65-year-old man has a 50% chance of reaching age 82. That's why younger workers need to plan for two decades or more of income in retirement. Well that's a long time to be unemployed. It is a long <laughs> I mean, time really? to be hanging out. And and for current retirees, an ultra conservative portfolio comprised of solely of bonds, it's it's not going to be enough to provide enough growth. I mean I think that you really need to be diverse and take a look at the overall picture because we're just we're living longer in retirement and the fear of running out of money, I think is very real. And a big part of what we do is make sure that we put out an income plan that you don't outlive.
0: Right. Well, that's the key. I mean, and and that doesn't happen by accident. That takes strategy. That takes thought. That that takes you giving us options to say, okay, if I do this, then this. Great. Right. I mean, and and that's got to be a very satisfying part of your job is to be able to create that and each one in individual plan.
4: Right. And it gives a sense of security. And you're right. It is. It's very rewarding. And I I absolutely love sitting down and being able to say, Look, here's what you're gonna have to work with and we're not gonna worry about you outliving this. Yeah. Because this is how we have it set up. Sure. And and it's not, you know, a lot a lot of times I'll get questions like, Oh, it must be so exciting or there's so much like, you know, risk or this and that. And I'm like, No, that's that's not really what we do. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we tend to focus on the we're a little more boring. We focus on the safety aspect of making sure that you have a plan in place that's gonna be there for you through and through retirement and you don't outlive your money.
0: Well that really is the goal not outliving your money and Saba and her team at 1890 Wealth Solutions can help you achieve that. The show is called Financially Fearless. You'll find it on 94.5 WPTI in Greensboro, North Carolina, Saturday mornings. Find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get yours. Go ahead and subscribe to it. We'll send it to your phone every week. You can visit 1890wealth.com for more. You can reach her here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 600-700. Pizza! Now let's head to Sioux City, Iowa, where we find Mark Giel's and his show, Mark on Money. In this clip, Mark compares getting to retirement kind of like moving to a foreign
5: country. Maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you know, and and, and kind of, you know, managed your money yourself or, you know, allocated your money yourself. Um, But usually there's a time that people realize that things are a little bit more complicated and... That's really what retirement is it's like moving to a foreign country, learning a different language, you know different customs, all kinds of stuff um, and you know a lot of times organization is important and consolidation is important because in order to really be organized, you need to bring everything together into into one picture and so um I don't know if that's true at the end of your career or you know, in retirement. But at some point, I think it's important. And usually that happens uh, when people are approaching retirement, they're looking for that um, one advisor. And, uh, you know, I kind of equate it towards, you know, if you're going to go look for a a new doctor, um, you're looking for the one that, uh, you know, is going to last you for quite a while because you don't want to change. And I think that's really what people are looking for in retirement, too. And that's kind of how we built our firm. You know, we've got a broader range of advisors, older advisors, younger advisors, you know, uh, our youngest advisors in his 30s. Um, and, you know, we'll be here for somebody who's retiring in their 60s. We'll, we'll be there for, you know, 30 years. So you won't have to change, which I think is important.
0: It's a lot going on. I love your description about moving to a foreign country and comparing that to retirement. I really like that. <laughs>
5: Well, I, I think it's true and, and uh you know the learning curve in retirement is pretty much straight up. Uh you gotta learn about a totally new insurance plan, you know, and how does how does that work? You know, for those of you, you know, like me that hate insurance anyway, you know, open enrollment and everything else that goes along with insurance every year and uh gets more expensive and you know, then you not only it's just the insurance, but you know, if you go to the doctor you know, what doctor are you supposed to go to? What network are you supposed to use? You know, do you need pre-approval for this, pre-approval for that? You know, what tier drug plan should you have? And, yeah, you know, it's just this is one thing after the, another. You know, it's you always have to have a Ph.D. just in that to know what's going on. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you've got to really think of, and, and that's why I kind of brought up the point that, you know, a lot of people, they want to be able to be at one place. You know, you, you don't want to... Consolidate all these accounts and set up a, a, a strategy and halfway through retirement, you've got to go somewhere else and redo it. Um, and that kind of goes to the next, you know, thing about retirement is you've got a plan for a long life. You know, it is possible that you're going to live for another 20 or 30 years in retirement. And, you know, you're probably going to have to take some risk in your portfolio. Um, you're not going to probably be able to, you um, retire and not have any exposure to volatility you know to you know events like the you know like the covid crisis or the financial crisis or the dot-com crash Uh, i mean the next crisis like i say is just lurking around the corner we just don't know what it is yet
0: well isn't that just a bit of optimism he makes a point though nobody saw covid coming either just drives the point home of why working with an independent fiduciary advisor can make all the difference that's my opinion you can catch Mark on Money and his podcast. It launches every Friday around noon. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also find it on his website, efs4u.com. That's E-F-S, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Pizza! One more piece of this pie, and we will call it done. We turn once again to Coach Pete Deruda on America's 401k show, where Coach says, all aboard! The next tax train is coming.
2: Because taxes are not going away. And matter of fact, we have a tax train coming down the the, the tracks. It feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> you can feel the rumble. You can't see the train yet, but you feel the rumble a little bit. You know what I'm talking about, boy? Oh, oh yeah. When uh, Dad was getting his Ph.D., we were in Delaware, Newark, Delaware, and we lived right next to the train tracks because Mom and Dad didn't have much money back then. And the entire state the, is next yeah, to the yeah, train tracks. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like it. But because of that, I mean, I would wake up right before the trains would come, like 3 in the morning, 4.50 yeah. or whatever. I, I was up and because I love the trains. i bounce up and down the crib. I love trains. I wouldn't want to live there now, though. Right. No. <laughs> but because of that, I really do love trains. I don't love this train that we're talking about now, the tax train coming down the tracks Folks, we think about all the money that we've given away as a government, not only to citizens here, but other countries. Sure. It doesn't make any sense sometimes when you look at where we give money. But the money doesn't come from a magic tree. It comes from you and me. Ooh, that's a rhyme. It's not a good rhyme, though, is it? No. We don't want that. So we have to do tax planning. We have to have our money structured in a way where we know that taxes are going to be higher in the future. I, I really think they are. Capital gains tax is one that we really should be taking advantage of now. We're in a very, very low capital gains tax environment right now. And I, I've talked to people, they say, well, gosh, we've got a 300% gain over here in the stock, but I don't want to liquidate some of it because I have it in a taxable type account. So when I when I liquidate the stock, I'm going to have to pay capital gains. I said, yeah, but you've had it for over a year. Therefore, you're going to pay long-term capital gains. Sure. Only 15 to 20% of your money only <laughs> is going away. <laughs> Seems like a big Well, chunk. it's better than 35 or 40%. Right. There have been rumors there's going to be a big increase in capital gains taxes. If that happens, think about this. You're taking 100% of the risk. To maybe only, well, now you get, you get 80% of the gain if, you have, if you're in a 20% capital gains category. Let's say you're taking 100% of the risk and you only get 60% of the gain Whoa. or 50%. Why would you want to do it? On a risk cost based analysis, it doesn't make sense after a while. So, government better be very careful with, with how much they decide to raise capital gains tax if they do it all. Sure. And it's not just stocks, it's real estate, it's anything that you have a capital gain in. So, we have to know that. Long term capital gains taxes over a year, you pay fifteen or twenty percent. If you hold it less than a year and sell the stock, it's whatever income tax bracket you're in now. And that could be higher, right? A lot higher for some people. So again, taxes are gonna be here. We need to admit that. There's a couple ways around taxes. Number number one is a Roth IRA. My daughter, she's fifteen now, she doesn't I really haven't talked too much about it because I don't want her to really know. But I but I started a Roth IRA for her about ten years ago. And not every year, but most years I put in like five thousand dollars for her. And then I invested in stocks. Well, Apple be one of them. And I only got like 39 shares a few years ago. Now she has 160 shares cuz it went it split 4 to 1. And think about this, if she leaves this money alone from age 15 to age 65, you're talking about 40, 50 years, 50 years. Yeah. That money's going to grow. Hopefully Apple will continue to grow. I have an iPhone, a lot of people have iPhones. Think about what that value, well, maybe it'll split it like 5 or 6 or 10 times between now and then. All that money's going to be tax-free for her. Nobody ever did anything like this for me. So the secret for your children or grandchildren is to open up a Roth IRA for them and put just some money somewhere in there because they have 40, 50, 60 years of growth now ahead of them that could be Mm tax-free. And let's say she gets there and she marries a rich guy, which daddy wants her to do, (laughs) and then she never has to touch her Roth IRA. Well, they have kids. She can pass this money on to her next of kin, her kids, her grandkids, tax-free. So you don't have to take the money out. So that's the Roth IRA has a lot of advantages. And oh, you're don't creating have to the a legacy. It's yeah, a legacy. and a legacy. And so maybe they'll think nice of you when you're not here anymore.
0: Love the sound of tax-free retirement accounts? Well, that and someone might say nice things about me when I'm gone. It's all good stuff. America's 401k show airs around the Raleigh-Durham market. It's also available on Apple Podcasts as well as on americas401kshow.com. Capitalfinancialusa.com is the website. Peteondemand.com. You can learn more about Pete and his team. Well, there you have it, episode 134 of Financial Pizza complete, nicely done, and ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best radio programs and podcasts heard around the country each and every week. It's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it, and we'll put it in your podcast collection automatically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or anywhere you get a podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. We've got lots of pizza to go around. And remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 600-700. I've got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can reach me at email steve at financialpizza.com. Find me on Twitter at Steve Sudol. I want to thank Gary Nolan for providing content for today's show, Financial Pizza, produced and written by me, Steve Sadall, It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to come back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall.
2: Pizza. Coach P Radio.